Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. Hey guys, I'm sitting down today and chatting with the two ladies behind the atelier here in Toronto and they recently sold out. I tried to, my friend and I tried to get tickets for an event that uh, the keynote speaker was Jillian Harris and it was basically oh, just a ton of amazing speakers and these women are putting on events. I recently went to one of their pop-up events, Michelle Obama pop-up events where they had, uh, I think it was four, three panelists where they just uh, chatted with them about their business journey, their entrepreneurial journey, where they came from and just starting from really humble beginnings. And I just, I was really inspired and I thought, you know what, I need to talk to these ladies. I want to understand exactly how they managed to build this amazing, amazing company that they've started. And, you know, as I do, selfishly wanted to learn a little bit more about what it might take because I'm very keen to try to turn this into maybe a live event of some sort. So please have a listen. Please um, be sure to go check them out on Instagram. Go check out their website if you're in the Toronto area. Uh, see what other events they might be going to. And maybe we'll see you there. Maybe I'll see you there. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed the episode after you listen, <laughs> leave a review. I'm not going to, I'm not going to record an outro. So I'm throwing this in the beginning. Uh, like you can't like a podcast, but you can subscribe to it. So subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. If you're enjoying it, leave a five-star review, maybe just say a couple quick words about what you like. And sure enough, I'm going to be soon talking to Studio McGee, Amber Interiors and Larkin Linen if I can manage to get enough reviews that proves to these people that I'm worth talking to. So help a sister out. Anyways, guys, here we go with the interview. I hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, I'm here today with Taryn and Ange from the Atelier. Am I saying that right? Like, I mean, I'm French, but I feel weird. How do you guys pronounce it? Love it. Yeah. What do you say? What do you guys say? Atelier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and this is actually, they're a Toronto-based, uh, you know what, I'm going to let you guys explain what it is because I feel like I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to explain it right. So tell everybody what the atelier is. I feel weird every time I say it. <laughs> You're saying it beautifully. You I love are. it. <laughs> so, so basically the premise behind what the atelier is, is it's really a platform and a community for ambitious women in business. Um, so, you know, between Angie and I, we both come from a bit of an entrepreneurial and business background. And we really felt like, you know, there was something missing in the market from uh, an experience perspective. So I feel like we're all online all the time. Um, and, you know, between the two of us, we've been to a lot of business conferences and business events before, and they always kind of felt very cold and very corporate and very textbook. Um, and so for, for us, we actually, we've been friends for years and we met up for lunch the one day and we were just chatting about how um, you know, there really wasn't anything in the market. I had just come back from a big conference in Toronto, um, white linen tablecloths, ice water on the table, everything in, you know, a conference room. And you're just not really inspired. 
and you don't see yourself mm-hmm. in the audience and the content is cookie cutter and it's the same as, you know, what everyone else is talking about. And so, you know, for us, Ange comes from an event planning background and I have the business side um, and we really felt like there is space in the market to create something that was beautiful, that was inspirational, that took mm-hmm. you out of the typical boardroom, that talked about topics specifically designed for women in business that are you know, kind of want it all and are managing everything are managing a family or a side hustle or a full-time um, gig or employees. And, you know, a lot of times uh, those businesses are also in industries that maybe aren't male dominated, right? So, um, you know, we really wanted to curate and create something that was really special. And so we go to market a couple different ways. We have our signature conferences, which we have our big one coming up on June 18th in Toronto. Um, and with, so with Jillian Harris, yes, <laughs> Jillian Harris and Jessica Mulrooney are two keynotes. Oh my God, I know it's amazing. Ecstatic <laughs> <laughs> about, um, and then we also have smaller pop-up events, and we create content online. So those are kind of the three ways we go to market. Amazing. Um, so just for more context for the listeners, I attended your recent event, which was kind of like the Michelle Obama pop-up show. She was speaking here, like doing her book tour. And we, you guys had your event at this gorgeous, like, I don't know, mindfulness studio, I guess, maybe. Yeah. It was called um, Home. And it was gorgeous. And you absolutely, like, I loved all of the decor. And I think it was you, you said it was actually you that was, you, it, you were the one who had the vision and then you had somebody kind of pull it together, but based on your vision, it was really awesome. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I don't need to talk to these ladies. Uh, because it's amazing. Cause the first time, like I actually, I don't even know where I found, I know where I found you. I found you on Instagram because I recently decided like I needed to do a better job of trying to connect with more business owners. Number one, for the reasons you talked about, like, you know, being inspired by other women, But also for me, um, my ideal client is a business owner. I've had nothing but great experiences working with business owners. And I feel like they just get it. Like they they let you kind of do what you do best because they understand, especially small business owners. Because I feel like when I'm working with somebody, I treat them the way I want to be treated. So I think that business owners kind of get it. But, um, But I was... Yeah, so my friend and I tried to get the tickets for the Jillian Harris event. I'm calling it the Jillian Harris event. <laughs> um, and obviously everybody listening will know who she is because she's an interior designer and obviously a huge mm. influencer and the bachelorette, which we all love. But, um, <laughs> but you guys sold out. How long? Tell everybody how quickly this event sold out. So it sold out in 60 seconds. <laughs> That's crazy. That is something that we were absolutely floored by. We we knew that it would likely sell out, but we thought maybe, you know, maybe a couple days or even a, a few hours. Um, last year, we had our first event and it sold out in a, just under a week. So we were so, so thrilled that our first event received that much interest and um, support. So we thought, you know, obviously for year two, we grew, we doubled in size. Um, so went from 300 people last year to um just over 700 attendees for this year um, you sold 700 tickets in 60 seconds yeah you <laughs> <laughs> guys just like it, like what it does that feel like our mind. It, it, it really still blows our mind and um some people were commenting and liking it to a 
um, a Spice Girls concert or a Beyonce concert. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, there's life goals. Like, That's the- amazing. <laughs> yeah, Holy but we, we, weren't, we weren't expecting that. We thought that there was something wrong with our ticketing platform because literally within a minute, we were getting messages saying there's no tickets left. And we're like, well, that can't be. And so we were checking and we were refreshing and it was literally because people were 10 o'clock AM, they were ready yeah. to go and it, they were all in carts. Yeah. They were all in carts. So it was, um, yeah, we're still, still blown away and, and so grateful. And I, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, like stuff like that brings me such joy. Cause I just like, I felt, um, I felt it for you. I was just like, Oh my God, I can't even imagine this moment for them right now. Like I'm oh. sure it's just so incredible to like see your vision Cause it's scary. I'm sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's, I know we talked. Okay. Actually, before we get into more, I need to understand, like, how did you know how to even get in contact with Jillian Harris and get these <laughs> amazing speakers? Like I want to dig into that a little bit, but can you guys talk a little bit more about your backgrounds and re- you might've said this already. And I apologize. How long, when did how long ago did you start this? So um, I guess our first kind of brainstorming conversation about the um, the conference and the way that it evolved was uh, two years ago. So it was summer 2017. Um, we had met for dinner or lunch and we were just talking about how there seemed to be some white space in the market for a very beautiful curated um, women-centric conference. And what we had initially um, thought of was starting a mastermind group, um, Mm -hmm. bringing together like-minded women who wanted to grow and build their careers in a really unique way. And then from that, more conversation spurred and we decided, you know what, why don't we create a bigger space for this? Why don't we create a platform that not just 10 people, 15 people can get together? What if we bring together a collective? And so the idea of the conference came to be from that initial, initial, um, just a butt of an idea that just kept kind of gaining momentum and gaining energy and spurring. And, and that's where it came from. So then um, one year later from that first talk, we held our event at Ravine Vineyard. And I still look back on that day with goosebumps because I, I, I can't believe that the perfect weather that we had, the an energetic crowd, the speakers, everything just came together as we had hoped and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it, it, it was just crazy. The, the energy of that day. So, um, and yeah. who were your speakers for that event? Oh my gosh. We had so many, so many great speakers. <laughs> we had so many great ones. So our, our keynotes for that event were April and Sarah from the June motel. Um, oh yeah your audience would really resonate with that as well because they've obviously completely redesigned a motel in Prince Edward County and they're actually onto their next one. I don't know. Yeah. I just heard them speak at an event actually also, and I know they're doing one in, um, yeah, they're incredible. Their, their vision and their attention to detail. And, you know, they really focus a lot on the experience side of things as well, which Mm -hmm. is a big piece of what we do. Um, so, you know, they were, they were incredible as our keynote speakers. And we also had team Jilly, um, last year as well. Oh, so, um, and cool. they were incredible. So they mm-hmm. kind of wrapped up the day and then we had probably about 12 other panelists throughout the day that really touched on a variety of different topics. So, um, you know, when it comes to the atelier, the two key components to everything we do is education and experience. Um, and so, you know, education, we really look to, we really look to 
what topics are kind of coming up, what are top of mind, what's, what are people focused on, what do they need in order to level up and what can we show them or teach them that would make them do something different tomorrow than they did yesterday. Um, and so that's really kind of where we come from. And our theme for last year's conference was grit is the new hustle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we really focused a lot on tenacity and Mm -hmm. facing failures and jumping back up and, you know, being tenacious and, and it's not just about a hustle and it's not just about busy, um, because I think people throw that around a lot of the time, but it really is about tenacity and grit. Okay. So you put on your first event. When did, I guess I'm just like, how did you get 300 people to show up to an event when you weren't even necessarily like you had never held an event? Had you been building from the moment you guys had that first conversation? Did you say, well, we should maybe start building an audience now? Like, how did you build your audience and market? Did you put money against marketing to people? So it's a fantastic question. Mm -hmm. And it's one that we get asked a lot because, um, our specific demographic that we really target. So, you know, females kind of 25 to 45 that are ambitious professionals, they hang out on Instagram. And so when we were initially planning, you know, our marketing for this event, we sat down and, and just like, and just, definitely more of an Instagram person than I am. I, I did not really understand the platform that well at all. I was like the one sharing pictures of my, now. Yeah. <laughs> my baby and my dog. And Ange was like, you know, this, this, this is what it is for us. And so I was like, we need a Facebook strategy, a LinkedIn strategy. We, you know, may need to look at paid marketing. And, you know, we were kind of coming up with a very holistic marketing plan for our event and Instagram exploded for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because our demographic is and our demographic shares, right? Mm-hmm. When they see something that is like, you know, that looks amazing, or this looks amazing, they're like saving it, they're sharing it with their friends, they're tagging people because, you know, it's the type of experience that you want to share with people. And so yeah. we never paid for marketing once. Um, and Instagram <laughs> is really the primary vehicle and how we have really built everything. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we've also built out our email list. Um, and yep. so email list is also a big part of what we do and our email subscribers get VIP access to everything we're doing, whether it's speaker announcements, tickets, um, you know, we really want to treat them well because they're so supportive of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Can really- I ask what your email list is at in, in what, two years? Yeah. So in two years, we're just over 5,000 subscribers, yeah. um, but our open- <laughs> and it's not easy to build this stuff anymore. Like it's not like it used to be like people yeah. don't just like throw around their emails anymore, you know, like, Mm-hmm. It used to be easy to build, not even just like you're, you're, cause that's what I was doing. So sometimes it looks like I'm not paying attention, but I promise I'm either like writing something down or like I was looking up your Instagram to confirm how many followers you guys have. So yeah. You have 13K followers. When did you launch your Instagram? So that was around the same time. That- January 30th. Yeah. I'm very weird with yes, dates. Yes, Ange knows all the January 30th, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. It's like a year and a half-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Go through this and see. That's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think the strategy that we take with it is that we treat Instagram and our email list just like we would want what we would want to see and, you know, what mm-hmm. we would open in our inbox. So we're very yeah. selective about what we send out through email and we don't have, you know, a weekly newsletter that kind of gives people updates. Like that's not our style at all. We will send something that's of value that people want to read, that people can get excited about. Um, and because of that, our open rate is insanely high. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, easily exceeds like 65%, which uh, industry average. Yeah, that's very high. Yeah. Um, and so, for us, we just keep them stuff that we would want to open. Mm-hmm. 
That's incredible. When you first started talking about this and then you do the first event, like was, what was your ultimate goal? Like when you're thinking about it, what were you hoping for and has that changed? Yeah, I think a big piece of it for us was women supporting women. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a hashtag that people kind of throw around, but for us, it's absolutely core to everything 100%. that we do. And we love to shine a light on women in business that are doing incredible and amazing things. And we love to inspire the women that are attending our event or are following us on Instagram or on our list. Um, So 100% of our energy and our efforts are invested into the whole women supporting women. And for us, it's not just like something we throw around. It literally is something that we build into every component of our message. We build into our whole experience. We build into the educational content. And we really want to, you know, support the shift of women having it all um, and being able to accomplish and be in business have a family and travel mm. the world mm-hmm. and you know all the wonderful things that people set goals for we just want to support that and and how do we help people grow up well that's amazing <laughs> okay I'm gonna ask uh like I'm just gonna get even deeper like aka like maybe this isn't as like woo woo but were you hoping to turn this into like an actual business that were, were you, when you first started were you like I would, I just kind of want to do like this passion project where I, hopefully we can inspire some women, but now, and, and was it like, no, we want to make this a business or was it just a passion project turned potentially more like, well, wait a minute, this actually could be a business that sustains us. And, and actually we could just be doing this when you started. Was it like, we want to make this a legit hardcore business that sustains us long-term So I think it definitely started out as more of a passion project just because we had had experiences in the uh, conference space and um, we wanted to do something different. I know that when we started, I was on mat leave with my um, son and you kind of, I don't know what it was, but when I had my son, Drayson, everything kind of shifted in terms of what do I actually want to focus my time and attention on? Because I feel like now that I have this little baby, my time is so different. So what yeah. do I want to focus on and what, where do I want to shift, actually donate my time? And I feel like no matter what you have, so whether it is your career, I think that having a side project or a side hustle, a, a, even a, um, almost like a hobby, I think that you need to have something else that drives you creatively, mm-hmm. um, professionally, uh, intellectually. And I think that um, between Taryn and I, we're both really big on that professional development and you know things like listening to podcasts, reading business books. Um, so having a conference kind of brought all of those creative assets and uh, professional kind of goals together. And it started out as, you know what, we're going to kind of see how this goes and grow it. And then it just picked up momentum. It picked up momentum. And when our, we actually executed our first event um, last year, it was like, I remember someone coming up to us right after the conference and they said, do you realize what you've done? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, you start to reflect back on it. And it's like, you know what, the energy, the, the support, the feedback that we had from that first event, it kind of almost re invigorated that whole initial reason like it almost gave it more energy and it gave yeah. it life and as we started planning year two 
And once we announced Jillian, that was a game changer. January when we announced her, that was a game changer. And it's like, we never looked back from there. Um, and so we took a look at the business as a whole and saying, okay, well, how else can we serve people? What else can we do? So being able to serve people in the pop-up events, because that's something that we didn't have last year. We kind of had our first event and that was it. Um, this year, we, our goal is to grow those pop-up events that can be more industry specific. Um, maybe piggybacking on a really incredible speaker that comes to Toronto, like Michelle Obama. Um, and then obviously growing our conference in an entirely new space. So 300 to 700 plus people. It's a bit, it's, this is the biggest event. And I've been in events for a long time. This is the biggest event that I'll be involved in. <laughs> wow. So, little involved in, let alone like leading. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Owning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I can't even imagine. That sounds freaking amazing. Oh, okay. Now let's find out how did you know, let's go back to your first event, which, um, you know, you, you talked to the, you know, the, the founders of the June motel, and then you talked to team Jilly, which for context, I'm sure people know, but team Jilly is basically all the people that work with Jillian Harris. Mm. And so how did you, how did you, make it happen because like I send emails to people who are way less of a big deal than these people and I get like crickets back so how how did you know who to contact and how do you even make that happen and did people reply right away did you have to just keep following up like what was the hook I mean aside from the obvious but yeah no I mean it's a good question because last year we weren't proven right? Like we had a concept, but we hadn't, we hadn't pulled this off before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, I think the way that we approached it is we're, we were very strategic about who we wanted um, as speakers and the type of content that, you know, we kind of wanted to um, communicate up on stage. And so I think that's really helpful because when we you know, spoke with April and Sarah from the June Motel, we laid it out for them. We're like, this is why, this is why we think spent is perfect for you um, because obviously it's a demographic. We love the message that they have. They share. Um, we think there's so much that people can learn from it. And so for us, it was really, we were so strategic. It wasn't just a blanket email to a bunch of speakers. We mm-hmm. literally like handpicked exactly who we wanted and there were reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you, you know, sit down and talk to someone about that, um, you know, then they can get excited as well about the message that they get um, and a big part for us last year was really painting the picture of our vision of the event and what that would look like and why we were doing this, like, you know, the reasons why we felt like there's space in the market and this wasn't being done today and how we were going to do it differently. Um, and at the end of the day, I think business relationship come down to the relationship side mm-hmm. of things. Like, did they believe in what you're doing? And we were so fortunate to have an incredible group of speakers that really saw our vision, even though we had it before and they really became our biggest supporters and our biggest promoters of the event right um and so I think it really came full circle and you know we hustled and we pitched yeah. them and you know we we developed you know documents especially for Jillian Harris and her team because they received so many emails mm-hmm. and they're in yeah. and so for us you know we created um like a well-designed package that basically said this is why mm-hmm. you know this is why we're different and why we think this would be incredible an incredible opportunity for you guys and it stood out um amongst mm-hmm. the clutter I think of everything else that that's what she, she told us that after that she said that we asked how did you decide to do our event she said that what you guys put together was something that was thoughtful that fit our 
brand and style. Um, and it was from the heart and that really stood out to us. And we're like, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> um, okay. You don't have to answer this, but are these speakers like, AKA last year, um, the June motel ladies, uh, team Jilly, and then we'll start there. Were they paid speakers? So it totally depends on the speakers. Um, you know, we, we do structure agreements with our speakers. So there is kind of a business component to it. You know, mm-hmm. we have a contract, um, we have a value exchange. Um, mm-hmm. and so it really depends on, you know, kind of what's being exchanged in that offer. Um, so every speaker is a little bit different for us. Um, you know, some speakers have books or mm-hmm. courses or podcasts and that type of thing that they would really love to be able to share on a wider platform provide value there as well. So for us, we approach our speakers just like our brand partners and we try and create the most amount of value that we can, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the speaker pool. Got it. And how did you find a venue? Like the venue, the, um, the winery, right? Yeah. Where did you, did it take you a long time or did you just automatically go like, no, I know the perfect place. <laughs> so Ange knew the perfect so I knew. venue. <laughs> so I've actually been working with Ravine for a number of years. I also um, teach a yoga and wine class. Um, oh. and, I've been and I've been teaching there. For Highly the- recommend. It's really, yeah. really fun. <laughs> um, and I've been teaching there for the past five years and they're, it's funny because every time I go there, people are like, do you work here? I'm like, well, I, I think I'm an ambassador. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. Um, but it's it's just, it feels like home when you go there. And the um, the owners and the staff, they're just so incredible to work with. So when we pitched them our vision, they were on board. Um, I don't know if they fully understood the scope of what the event last year was going to be, um, just because it was such a new concept. Um, but they, they have been so wonderful and supportive and they, they loved the conference so much last year that they're fully on board as our, um, wine partner this year. So Ravine. I know. I saw that. Way. Yeah. Well, the you know, like, was good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. We'll get them to sponsor me later. Um, okay. So, um, Another thing, did you also introduce additional sponsors to help help offset any costs to that event last year? So it's a great question because I think, um, you know, brand partnerships are something that are becoming more prevalent in the influencer world, in the Instagram world Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. And so um, Ange and I, I think from day one have taken a very strategic approach to this because a lot of brands would love to be involved, right? When you have a very captive audience, Mm -hmm. um, a very specific demographic, and if it matches kind of their demographic, there are a lot of brands that reach out that want to be involved. Um, And I would say when it comes to this, we're very strategic in the sense that we partner with brands that um, support women in business, that tangibly support them, mm-hmm. um, and would be of interest to our audience. So we don't want someone coming to our conference and seeing a brand partner and being like, what are they doing here? Like that's yeah, like they're just going out. Yeah. yeah. And like financially, sure, we've had brand partners that have approached us that, you know, on the bottom line would have been incredible, but that's not what we're here for. And that's not what we're doing. It's not mm. about the, you know, the dollar at the end of the day, it's really about working with brands that believe in our vision and what we're doing and helping spread their message. So I think that, you know, we're storytellers. I think women in general appreciate a good story. Um, and if it's something that they see that they think is cool or different, something they haven't seen before, um, 
where they get to interact with something that, you know, they get to taste and try that they maybe wouldn't have seen before, then I think that's a win. So we really look to enhance our guest experience through brand partnerships. We really look to tell the story of the brands that we work with. And then we really look to support women in general through those partnerships. So we're very selective, we're very strategic, but the brand partners that we work with are incredible. They're so great. So we love to get on the phone with our brand partners and talk about like, how do you create mm-hmm. an experience for our guests? It's going to give them goosebumps that they're going to mm-hmm. remember that they're going to, you know, tell their friends about and take photos. And that gets us really excited and energized. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so when are you, I know that you um, are now kind of on early mat leave. And so guys, <laughs> Ange is fully pregnant. How far along are you? I'm seven months. Yeah. She's very pregnant. (laughs) Um, And Taryn, you, are you also like, are you guys fully invested at this point as much as you can, Ange, but um, in just this, or are you also working on like your other full-time gigs? Yeah. So I would say that right now, this is a really big piece Mm -hmm. of what I do. Um, You know, obviously there's a lot of time and energy and, and everything that goes into it. And, and you're kind of fully invested. Um, I do have a three-month-old baby and a three-and-a-half-year-old oh, wow. as well. Um, and so we, we've been calling my three-month-old daughter our sidekick because yes. she comes with us everywhere. <laughs> She's on conference calls. Yeah. She comes to our meetings. Um, she must be napping right now, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah, she's upstairs napping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good timing. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've really had to find a little bit of balance in having a very young family and being able to manage this. Um, And I'm also a business broker. Um, So I have a commercial real estate license and I help people buy and sell businesses. And so when I had my daughter and when this really started to take off, I made the very conscious effort to still maintain that business, but I just take on um, a much lower volume of listings. So I have two that I'm primarily working with. Um, and I was just very conscious of the fact that I love the work that I do in that space. Um, but this really needed a lot of time and energy and focus. And so do my kids and, Mm -hmm. um, kind of designing a life around all of that and finding what balance I can. I don't really think balance is a thing. Um, Um, but yeah, I, I kind of do a little bit of all of Wow. I mean, that must have been pretty intense because how many events did you have last year? So we just had the one in Niagara last year. Um, And then the balance of last year was really spent investing in our strategy and how we were going to, you know, kind of blow things up this year, Mm -hmm. um, which was time well spent. (laughs) So tell me what has happened this year so far and what do you have planned for the year? Yeah, so this year we obviously have our big June conference, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of our Jillian city. Harris. Jillian Harris, <laughs> <case>. yeah. <laughs> she didn't know yet. <laughs> yeah. So just so you guys know, my friend and I are manifesting the wait list tickets. So just, are you? <laughs> yeah. Love so it. So we're just on standby and waiting for the universe to work. It's yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, okay, the June event, yeah. Yeah, we have the June event. Um, we had our Obama, Michelle Obama pop-up event, um, and we have a couple more of those um, kind of scheduled throughout the year. Um, we have a larger event um, that we're going to be hosting more towards the end of the year, um, which is a bit of a business workshop concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so we find that there are, you know, there's space in the market for our June conference, which is really inspirational, aspirational, pulling a whole crowd 
of people together and really energizing them and spreading a, a really big, important message. And then we also think that there's space for smaller events that are more tailored. So, you know, for people that have been an entrepreneur for a period of time, um, you know, how do you level up and how do you grow and how do you hone in on those skills and where do you go for help and how do you make those connections? And so, um, you know, that's something else that we're working on. And then we're also working on um, kind of our five-year plan and, you know, we're looking to expand geographically, which is really exciting for mm-hmm. us. Um, you know, I think Niagara and the GTA will always be our home, mm-hmm. our home event or our big kind of core event. Um, but we are looking to expand, which is exciting. That's very exciting. So when you say expand, is it kind of like, you know, a city might have like somebody who in the, you know, maybe in Vancouver or something, somebody's like, I want to open or open, start my own atelier. I'm calling it a collective, but that's not right. But, you know, um, thing. That's like terrible. An event. Yeah. No, no that's like a I'm, yeah, thank you. That's what I'm looking And somebody would lead it in that area. Somebody, maybe it's in the States. Kind of like, have you guys heard of Creative Mornings? Creative Mornings? No. 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 So it's like, they started in the States and somebody recently told me about this. Because like I said, I've been really trying to like, branch out and find more like-minded people to kind of, you know, whatever. But it's just these, like, they just had one yesterday. I wasn't able to go, but they're totally free. They have one in Toronto. You just go to their website, you sign up and they'll, you, you register. And it's like, I went, I forget where it was, but I went, I went and somebody's speaking, there's like a topic for the month, but they just opened them all over. I, I think just North America potentially, but they're kind of like in various pockets and it's just somebody is the host. Yeah. So somebody's like, I want there to be a creative morning in Vancouver I'm gonna start it and start building this like I can't imagine doing that and juggling like a your a job or business on your own which is fascinating to me but basically like that's what you're saying you want to do something where other people are kind of leading it in their areas but it's all kind of like back to you and Right. So I think our strategy would be a little bit different um, because okay. we would ultimately be the ones kind of deploying everything in a different market and planning Got everything and, and doing that almost from like our head office type of thing. Oh, um, but wow. we do, yeah, we see a lot of folks kind of using that strategy and I think there's mm-hmm. benefits to that. I think there's benefits to, you know, kind of the, the strategy that we're going to be working with. And we actually, you know, we, we chatted about um, both options and kind of what that yeah. looks And I think for Mm -hmm. our business, it makes sense for us to do it. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's so much space in the market for, you know, people who want to connect in person. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Like everyone is online, everyone listens to podcasts and reads books, which is incredible. And you need to do that from a growth perspective and that type of thing. But there is nothing that beats an in-person conversation, right? Or an in-person connection. No, so... Absolutely. I left that event that you guys, the Michelle Obama pop-up, like I just felt so inspired. Because, Aww, great. Yeah. You just can't even, like there, you're right. There's like, I listen to pod, I'm like a podcast, like junkie. And I, I am very inspired, especially like what I really loved about your event was that, you know, the guests were all talking about like their humble beginnings and it's just so relatable for so many of us mm-hmm. and so aspirational for so many of us. And, and you go and you see these people build something from nothing and you're like, well, shoot, like if they can do it, why can't I, you know? Right. Exactly. So you leave just so amped up and it's amazing. So I love that. And what you're saying then is like, if you're going to have an event somewhere else in the country or in the States, you guys are going to plan and put on the event, AKA you'll be flying there. You'll be at the event. You'll be taking care of all of it. It's just that they won't all be happening just in the Niagara slash Toronto area. 
right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very exciting. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so awesome. So um, <laughs> how has your strategy ch- changed over the years marketing-wise? Has it still been pretty much strictly um, through Instagram? Yeah. You know what? It, 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 I, think, I think because we saw such success in the Instagram um, marketing strategy, we've, we've decided to keep focusing on that. Um, and then obviously through, um, we were going to be launching our new website soon as well. So what we want to do is kind of have a almost a holistic approach to visiting our website for information on upcoming events as well as um, blogs. So that's something that we want to breathe new life into um as well because this is something that we believe in because we want to really support um women in business as well and so featuring and highlighting and profiling these incredible women who've created these businesses um and then being able to share their messaging on our uh website as well so that's one thing that we're kind of breathing new life into um we are working with someone to help us uh, execute that just because there's there's so many things so many things all the time <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to events that come up. So having someone yeah. very um, tailored to that is key. So kind of expanding our blog, um, continuing to focus on our Instagram strategy. Um, and then our, our newsletter is something that we really um, want to um, hone in on in a very you know thoughtful methodical way um just like taryn said we don't want to just keep pumping out weekly newsletters that are kind of you know a little bit lack in information just to get it out there we want it to be very um purpose driven so we do want to you know kind of look at that in a new way as well that's awesome and you with your website, are you guys also thinking about having like um, products that people can purchase like via your website? Like, you know, maybe there's, you know, a course that people are downloading that's all digital. Is that something that you're considering maybe longer term as well? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think we definitely have an education component to um, the business that we're trying to build. And that's definitely something that we're looking to um, and exploring. So I would say we're still at the preliminary stages mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we think there's a lot of value, right? Because not everyone can make it to Toronto for a conference. Mm-hmm. And now I guess not everyone can buy tickets yeah. even that want to go. <laughs> <laughs> not if you're, yeah, not if you're like a minute late, right? <laughs> it's insane. That's awesome. Like seriously amazing. Yeah. Insane. Um, yeah. But, but for us, I think, you know, having content available online, you know, I think we find um, a lot of folks when we post questions on Instagram or through our email and we're getting feedback from our audience, it's kind of like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Or, or where can I find information on that? And, you know, we would love to be able to help women start businesses or grow businesses um, or grow in their career by offering that type of information and content in a usable way where they can find it. Mm-hmm. And um, what, I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's also Friday. I don't remember what I was going to ask you. But earlier you guys said, I can't, maybe one of you, I can't remember who it was. Somebody said like, you guys do love listening to podcasts and business books. Mm-hmm. Like, can you share some of your favorite business related podcasts slash business books? Yeah. I mean, I think between us, we have like a laundry yeah. list. <laughs> love it. Bring it. Yeah. Lewis House. I love Lewis House. Is okay. Amazing. Yep. Um, we love the school a lot of, of greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about that one actually, cause I've tried to listen to it, but I don't think I gave it enough of a chance. Give it like summarize what his podcast is in a nutshell. 
Yeah. So I think he's very, you know, um, inspirational and he really seeks out guests that have, um, a niche. So Mm -hmm. it does depend, like not all of his podcasts resonate with me because it's maybe not something that I'm particularly focused on from a growth perspective or something that I need, um, to listen to. Um, but when you do find one of his podcasts and like, when you read the description, just find something that resonates with you, you'll be blown away. He's an incredible interviewer Mm -hmm. and the questions that he asks. And, you know, there's just been so many impactful, we are always like texting each other and sharing episodes that we listen to. We're like, Oh my God, (laughs) you need <laughs> are you guys best friends? Sorry, I'm gonna like. Are you guys BFF? Yeah, I mean, we, we spend a lot of time it, together. It's evolved into that. Yeah. Yeah. How, do you, how do you guys know each other? Maybe that's a good question that I should have asked. Yeah. So um, our husbands actually grew up together, and so we've been friends for years and years. Um, but definitely, kind of that circle of friends, I would say. So whenever we would get together, you know, I think we just always gravitated towards each yeah. other because of our in, our mutual interest in just being ambitious and growing Mm -hmm. something and learning and, you know, kind of that growth mindset mentality. And yeah, it's definitely evolved into much, much more. And we just have so much in common. We've actually, we were laughing this morning because we started to finish each other's sentences. We'll just like look at each other and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, Understood. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's hilarious. Has it ever been hard? We're going to go back to the podcasting because I love podcasts and I need new ones, but has it been, has it been hard on your friendship at all? Have you found, or has it enhanced your friendship? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, for us, it's definitely enhanced, yeah. I would say. Um, but I think for a lot of business partners, I think for Ange and I especially, there's a mutual respect um, for our partnership. So I think we come with a very different skill set, but similar personality and similar goal. And we're on the mm-hmm. same path in terms of what we're trying to achieve. Um, and so, you know, you're always faced with challenges or hurdles or um uh, things that don't necessarily go exactly the way that you have in your mind. And when Ange and I are dealing with that kind of stuff, I think when it comes to us, you know, I know that Ange is an expert in certain areas. Like when it comes to the design or like the whole experience of our guests, we'll have a conversation about something and we may have a difference of opinion, but I trust her so much when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that I'm just mm-hmm. like, yes, whatever you want. And then, you know, there's certain aspects of the business, like, a couple months ago, we were like, oh, I was like, we need an accountant. There's so so much going yes. on here. And this is just like, this is a beast in and of itself. And we need someone that's an expert. And she is like, where do I sign? So I'm like on board. <laughs> so I think that we just trust each other. Like there was never her questioning, like, why do we need that accountant? Or there's never me questioning, like, why do we need that design element? It's just mm-hmm. like, I trust your vision and I trust your skill set, And you are the expert in that area. And I'm a hundred percent behind you. So that's that's really incredible. I feel like I would struggle. And I'm a control I, freak. I yeah. think the thing is we also have a lot of fun. Um we make light of situations. Um we we talk about like mom life and like the glamorous mom life that it can be. And like I'll come in and I'll be like, Taryn, I had two hours sleep last night. She's like, Oh, so you got more sleep than usual. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We just kind of get each other. I think because we are also both um, not dealing with, that's like the worst term to say, but like dealing with, uh, young children and young families. And it's like, you just kind of, there's like a, there's like this, um, camaraderie and like understanding and kinship when there is that factor. Cause it's such a unique factor, especially with the, the lack of sleep. So, right. um, we also just get each other. Like Terrence said, we really respect each other and we also celebrate, our successes. And I think that that's really important to celebrate the successes together because you know what, sometimes we're working and 
will like just be like like typing 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 away um and you can get lost in that and you can kind of go down this rabbit hole of you know stress and struggle and and you know we can't get to all the emails in time and like you know there's things like that but we always make time to stop pause celebrate we'll like high five I'll we'll throw on Beyonce we'll like we'll do, we'll do something and we'll we'll plan to you know take a moment to enjoy um, and right. I think that that's really important too. Um, and it keeps everything really positive. That sounds amazing. And I mean, well, first of all, do you guys work? Do you guys, where do you guys live? Are you guys in Toronto? Are you, <laughs> you guys are you? Come where together for an office together? Or are you working remotely and just like getting on the phone? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so we do a little mix of both, I would say. Mm-hmm. For the lion's share of the work that we're doing right now, I am so fortunate because Ange actually commutes <laughs> to my house. Um, so I live in Oakville <laughs> and Ange lives in St. Catharines. But because I have oh, wow. a three-month-old um, and there's a whole routine and schedule that we're trying to get into, I'm so fortunate that you know Ange makes the drive and we have our office hours at my kitchen table. And um, you Like know, I'm in your office right now, basically. You are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see yeah, my Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mine, so... Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think that for Angie and I, there's, there's flexibility. I think before Audrey came, you know, we would meet at Lettuce Love for um, lunch and we would (laughs) work from there. Um, And once Angie has, has her baby, I think that's going to change and it's going to adjust. And so we're kind of fluid um, when it comes to, you know, where our office is. In our side. That's the beauty. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beauty of having your own business, right? Um, okay, let's go back to the podcast. So what other podcasts do we love that I need to add to my listening list? Um, so I'm not sure if you've listened to How I Built This. Yeah, uh, love it. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that podcast. I think every episode that comes out, I listen to, um, which is incredible. Um, I also personally listen to the Built to Sell podcast. Um, so from like a business brokerage perspective. I love it. And I actually think all entrepreneurs should listen to it um, because it teaches you about building a business that is valuable and not just one that, um, you know, you enjoy kind of day to day, but it's building value for other people, um, you know, potentially a sale at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I really, I love that podcast. That one's incredible. Um, There's a couple that I really love. I love the Tim Ferriss podcast um, because he really dives deep into conversations with people. They're like two hour podcasts. So I love it. Toronto, um, you kind of get really into the psyche and the nitty gritty of a a business owner or whoever he happens to be interviewing. Um, I'm also always for life, huge Oprah fan. So um, (laughs) her masterclass podcast where she just kind of like adapts to her masterclass conversations um, episodes onto a podcast. It's just like an hour of like a punch of what you need of your favorite celebrity or or even herself. Um, And the super soul conversations are, are really great. Those are good. Love Oprah. I, I love it. I know, right? Oh, I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm on the same page as you with regards to really long podcast. Like, do you guys listen to the Armchair Expert, which is not a business podcast, but it's Dax Shepard. What I love about it is Aww. it's it's so good. It's it's normally a really long podcast, but he interviews famous people. But he does it in a very like real way where he gets down to their insecurities. And for me, I find it inspiring. Like what you guys are doing is very creative too. So I find even though it's not a business podcast, it's very inspirational as far as like 
you know, seeing these people who are creatives, dealing with their insecurities, how to, how, how they overcame it and mm. kind of their stories and where they started. And oh, it's my that. favorite of all time. I love it so much. Mm. Um, business books. Oh, um, I think, <laughs> think grit. Yeah. Um, okay. Don't know that one. Angela Duckworth. Um, that was incredible. Um, one that I really like that kind of lends itself strategically is, um, launch. Um, and I can't remember who wrote it. I can skip over to my office and jump something. Yeah. Um, but the book launch, it talks a lot about strategies for, um, launching a product or in our case, launching an event, um, and kind of how to reach people. So depending on what your line of business is, that's really helpful. Um, I love the four hour work week still. I read Mm -hmm. it years and years ago. Okay. I need to go back. I totally have the audio book and I'm really good at starting books and then never finishing them. But this is like over the last month, I feel like this has come up a few times. So I think I need to bring it back into my life. Yeah. It, Kim Ferris, right? So yeah. Okay. Um, one that I just read, I have to write it down so I don't forget because baby brain is real. Um, yeah. I just read this and it, it seemed to be one of those game changer moments for me, but it's never split the difference. Um, and I can't remember the author right now, but he's actually... Um, a former FBI negotiator. And it's all about negotiation skills and how to kind of hold on your interpersonal, um, uh, nonverbal negotiation skills. But he gives examples of hostage situations, which you never really hear in business books. It was like exciting and compelling. And he's just, it's very readable and very likable. So never split the difference. Highly recommend that's so good. I feel like I'm, I'm selling it. <laughs> I know. Again, we'll be coming for sponsorships later. Not sponsorship. awesome because it's so rare to me that anybody says like names of books that like, you know, at, at the end of the day, you start like hearing the same stuff over and over again. So it's so refreshing to get like new list of books that I can look yeah. into. Um, okay. So I'm going to, one thing I was thinking was, um, And I'm curious on the experience. So when you, this is going back right now, like for example, team Jilly was, you know, the, her team members, um, you know, the June motel ladies, I'm terrible. I should know their names. April April and Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they obviously have a bit of a following too. Would you say that that also is a little bit helpful as far as promoting the event? Because these speakers obviously have a following and they're not going to want to, sh- like they're going to promote it. And I assume that's part of the like contract is like, you're going to promote it somewhere on your network. Does that play a, a fairly substantial role in helping a build your followers on your Instagram, maybe your email list, but also getting people to these events? Yeah, I think it builds awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we reach out to our speakers and because we're so strategic about it, we know that they're going to resonate with our demographic. Um, We know that more than likely they have some of our demographic within their demographic, right? There's a lot of overlap. Um, And so part of the conversation that we have with our speakers is obviously there's value in sharing that message across both platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of our speakers get really excited to be able to share that they're part of our event. Um, so for sure, I think that when it comes mm-hmm. to Instagram, that's how you drive growth on the mm-hmm. platform, um, is by, you know, having people share, um, something that they're really excited. Um, and so I think that has been a driver of growth for us. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, speakers are kind of one component of that, but the biggest component for us has been 
you know, kind of our followers and those that are interested in attending the event because they are the ones that are literally like the number of instances we get tagged in or posts that get sent yeah. to other people. Like people just genuinely are excited about this because it's something that's different. It's something that, you know, they get excited to attend and they want to attend with their friends that mm. have a similar mindset. And so we're yeah. pulling together this incredible energy through, um, you know, ambitious women in business. And, and a big piece of that is them sharing. I love it. So, okay. If I'm thinking about trying to put on an event, so basically like for me, I'm like really trying to figure out a way to turn this podcast into like a local, I interview, I'm interviewing three local designers yeah, and turning it into like a live kind of thing. Yeah. And I know that designers would love that and have the opportunity at the end to ask their own questions of, of designers. What would be like some of the, what would be your advice to me on how to get started on something like that? It's a great question. question. I think that, um, not to put you on the spot, but I think that kind of defining what your goal is, um, right from the get go, what, what, what is the goal of bringing everyone together? Is it to, um, just have an outlet for your podcast? Is it to bring people together to share ideas? So I think kind of defining what that goal is will help drive everything to follow. Um, it'll help drive the experience. Is it going to be just kind of an hour, like lunch power hour, or is this going to be, okay, we're going to have cocktails. We're going to have dinner. We're going to sit down. Um, we're going to network. So that'll kind of shape what the, the flow of the event is as well. So I think kind of defining what that initial goal is, um, your audience is interior designers. Do you want anyone else to come? Would it be um, calligraphy artists? Would it be, you know, anyone else who has that creative edge and then kind of build it out from there. So kind of looking at, not to say your target audience, but that ideal person that would attend and appreciate and kind of put yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that's really important to us whenever we're um, creating and throughout the day. Uh, hear the demo happening. <laughs> you can hear it? Oh, crap. Yeah, um, so apologies to listeners. You might be hearing a little, there's demo happening for sure. <laughs> yeah, so what we do is we literally put ourselves in the shoes of our attendees. Okay, so when you walk in, what do you, who do you interact with? How are you greeted? Um, if it's raining, what happens? So we kind of walk through an, almost like a minute by minute play-by-play of what the day would look like. And if there's anything that kind of doesn't sit sit with us the right way, we kind of gut check and and say, okay, let's reevaluate that. Does that actually go towards um, the goal of our event? Um, Is that supporting other women? Does that um, really promote networking? Does it promote um, inspiration? And if not, cut it out. Mm -hmm. So So really kind of walk through in, in, in the shoes of your attendee. And I think that would probably really resonate, you know, with you as an interior designer Mm -hmm. as well, Um, because I think that, you know, when you're planning a space, right, you're thinking about the functionality of it, not just like make it beautiful, obviously, but how is the space going to be used and that type of thing. And I think we take a very similar approach to planning our guest experience, Um, you know, what time, what type time of day is it? Um, Mm. How are they going to interact with the space and make it really beautiful because that's something that people you know, appreciate. And so I think it's, it's almost very similar to the approach from an interior design yeah. perspective. Great advice. <laughs> I'll have to keep you posted on whether or not, I mean, I've been trying to find venues at this point. I'm just trying to make it like easy breezy right now because it is a passion project, but yeah. 
Um, so, okay. Why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you? And Ange, I feel like you should tell people about the, your yoga and wine class situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> um, so the yoga and wine, I, you know what, I have to figure out the dates for this year and I have to still hire a teacher because, um, my due date is pretty much on the days that I would usually have it. Right. So I don't think you want like a 10 month pregnant girl telling you to drink wine and <laughs> yoga when I can't even bend over and I'm, yeah. So, yeah. um, stay tuned for that information, <laughs> but they, like a, yeah, at Vineyard. Um, it's usually the last Wednesday or Thursday of the month, each month of the summer, except this year, it won't be in June hundred percent. Cause there's just too much happening in June. Um, and so what it usually is, is a, um, 45 minute yoga class followed by a 15 minute wine and yoga integration. So we're actually, you get a, a one ounce pour of wine and you integrate um, drinking into the yoga poses. So it's like warrior two, reverse warrior, have a sip. So it's a fun drink. It's a, it's a fun drinking game basically, yeah. <laughs> um, which is I awesome. Love it. And then once the class is done, everyone gets a, a full glass of wine and then they can hang out in the vineyard. Um, there's usually the um, wood oven. They have a pizza oven it's um, incredible. out in the vineyard. Their so you pizza can get, is ridiculous. I actually no. like dream about it. So good. Oh my God. I'm hungry. <laughs> that will probably take place in July and August and uh, possibly September. Um, and stay tuned to the atelier for more information on that because we'll probably post about it in there once, yeah. once our June conference is Awesome. So, okay, tell everybody where they can follow you and your website, all that good stuff. Yeah, so our website is www.theateliercollective.com and Instagram is really, you know, our primary method of communication. So um, it's the underscore atelier underscore collective. Um, and then on Instagram or on our website, you can sign up for our email newsletter, which mm -hmm. is really, you know, that's where we provide, um, you know, the VIP kind of experience. Everyone gets to know um, all of our announcements and ticket sales and early access and everything like that through our email newsletter um and we do have a facebook group as well for folks that are kind of looking to connect with each other once they've been to the event um oh. as well um i would say instagram is kind of primarily yeah. where we hang out uh, yeah i feel like that was good timing because things are starting to happen coming downstairs now <laughs> yeah it's scary yesterday felt like there was like I felt like floors were falling. I'm just like, but I feel like everything's gone. Like, what are you guys doing up there? <laughs> madness. Anyways, ladies, thank you so freaking much for doing this. I so appreciate it. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank We're you. honored you asked us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, for asking us to be on this and mm -hmm. asking some really great questions. Yeah. We love this. This is great. Okay. And I will keep you posted on when it's going live. It might even go live next week. Amazing. Oh, awesome. Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah. I've been, yeah, I, I was going to post it. I had another one lined up and I'm like, you know what? Like, it's been a crazy time. So you guys are getting bumped up. <laughs> 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 All right, ladies. Thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend because apparently Thanks it's Friday. Well. Yes. Thank you. Right. And I'll, I'll hopefully see you at your next event. Maybe not the June one, maybe universe, but yeah. otherwise, hopefully another event coming up. Amazing. Sounds great. Thank you so Bye much. Guys. Bye. Bye.